Welcome to the Prez Paul podcast. This is a place for us to engage and hear honest and curious dialogue about Nazareth University and the people who are at the heart of who we are. Today's podcast addresses a concern facing our entire nation, mental health among young people. Our university community has long made mental health a priority with a wide range of dedicated experts and resources to support our students' mental health. And given our founding mission of being a learning community for our times, we are amplifying significantly our emphasis on mental health as our times show the critical priority. Our mission leads us to prioritize advances in mental health education, support, as well as community capacity building. Today's podcast will focus on our initiatives to build mental health awareness and support throughout the Nazareth student experience. To this aim, we are very pleased to be selected for a new federal grant program that's helping us expand our commitment to students' mental health and wellness, and also to enhance suicide prevention. Joining me today to discuss our mental health advances, I have Kim Harvey, who is Associate Vice President of Student Life at NAS with 20 years of experience in higher education in the areas of residential life and student success, She is absolutely well-known and loved by our students. Kim and her team work tirelessly to create a welcoming environment for each and every one. And of course, a key part of creating that welcoming environment has been emphasizing student mental health. She's amazing. John Rigney is Assistant Director for Wellness, Outreach, and Education in Health and Counseling Services at Nazareth. John offers our students high-quality and engaging health and psychoeducational programs and workshops throughout the academic year to help NAS students with their mental health. He's also an absolute favorite with our students and can be found at many campus events playing favorite tunes as a DJ. He is an incredible campus leader, and I'm very honored to be joined by both Kim and John today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We're happy to be here. Absolutely a pleasure. So let's start with better understanding the overall importance of mental health for campus communities and today's students. It's been quite a few years, hasn't it? It, It's just been amazing to watch what's been happening over these few years and really very concerning. Kim, help us understand that national picture. Yeah, absolutely. I think what we're we're seeing here on our campus um, is certainly something that's playing out in today's society where mental health and well-being is a core component of our students who are coming to campus. And so certainly seeking treatment and seeking services are not something new. Um, They are more willing and open to talk with us about their mental health and overall well-being. And I think a lot of that comes from some of the stressors that they have experienced in most recent years. Um, As you think about emerging from the pandemic and what that relationship and isolation looks like and how they have built communities and what that looks like when they come to to our campuses. Um, I think we're also seeing a greater um, a greater student body that has experienced trauma in their life. And certainly that is something um, that we see right here in our health and counseling center, um, as well as uh, in our work with students um, overall and how we support their overall academic and social success on our campus. Yeah, it's been really fascinating to follow the national story about this over the last several years. 
And certainly there have been some really important studies that have shown a very dramatic increase in incidence rates of mental health challenges among youth. And so that's something that we keep our eyes on, I know, all of the time. And we certainly see it manifesting here on our campus as well. Uh, but I know that it's been a really significant area of concern for us. So John, one of the things that uh, we know about Nazareth and you, you know, really since our founding, we're a place that really does care about humanity. You know, that's a, a core value, a core commitment, always has been, always will be. And I think in this world today, you know, given these challenges that we're seeing, this emphasis on being a humanity-centered university as a strategic area of emphasis here at Nazareth, uh, it's become more and more important. So how do you see that emphasis um, align with our emphasis on mental health? Yeah, I think, you know, when I think of humanity, you know, I think of things like compassion and kindness and empathy and forgiveness and a lot of the, the soft skills. And I think um, we we want to look at those as, as opposed to accomplishments or, or, you know, what they're successful at, more of, you know, who they are as a person. And I think the way it ties into what we're doing is we're asking, you know, professors, coaches, staff, faculty to look at the the individual as as far as what they're going through. So not so much, you know, how well did they do on the, the playing field or, you know, how many goals did they score or, you know, what are their grades, but more of um, emotionally what's going on for them. And how to check in with that, how to recognize that. And so what this grant and what our initiatives are doing is we're helping faculty, staff, and coaches be able to ask the right questions to connect with the students. So again, it's not about it's not about performance, but more about checking in with their their mental health. And we're not asking them to be, you know, therapists, but more to look at, you know, what a student might be saying if they are struggling, and then how to offer them help you know, on a human level, how to offer them support, how to refer them to the health and counseling center. So all of that is is part of what we're doing with our grant and with our initiatives. And I think another another way to look at it too is being kind to ourselves. And with mental health, we're teaching students, have you ever noticed that we're much kinder to our friends than we are to ourselves? <laughs> and what we're doing is we're so teaching- true. Yeah, yeah. And and that's our, you know, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression symptoms, whether it's stress, it kicks in, acts as a bully and wants to be not kind to ourselves, wants to be mean to ourselves, critical. So when we talk about humanity, how do we turn that inward? How do we have self-compassion? So when I, we do these presentations with mental health and we do these workshops, it's a lot of um, teaching students skills to, to be um, compassionate to themselves. So for instance, you know, I think I'm going to mess up that test or I always mess things up. Maybe that's the thoughts that's going on in my head. What would I say to a friend? You know what? You've studied for this. You've been you've been doing everything you can. So when we talk about humanity, we're also turning it. We want to turn it inward. So we're giving students skills on how to be kind to themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's not just how to be kind to, to everyone else, but also how to turn it to ourselves, too. Those are great examples, John. And, you know, it makes me... Um really value at Nazareth how we do care about the whole person. You know, this is, it's odd. You know, I think sometimes we think that our brains go over there and our legs go over there and someone else cares about our, our hands or, you know, whatever, but we're whole people. 
And, you know, one of the things that I love about NAS is that we are very focused on growing the whole person. And we're not just um, educating someone for their first job. We're educating someone for their life and for their life's work. And there was a really interesting study just earlier this week um, that was showing some of the positive impact of a college education lifelong and you know we we tend to traditionally look at the impact on career but there's also significant impact on on health on well-being on longevity on family health and well-being uh it's incredible the impact of a college education that is lifelong and and really almost um multi-layered in terms of how it emanates out from a, a person who is central in a family or a person who is central in a community. So it's it's powerful, you know, this focus on humanity as a a holistic and and um you know whole person and whole lifespan emphasis to me is is really promising. And I love what you're saying in terms of the role of well-being and mental health in that. Um, that's a very core element of one's life's work and one's life's path is knowing how to um, be well and support one's wellness and be honest about one's wellness and seek the kinds of supports that uh, we all need to be able to move in that direction. So thank you for those examples. So it's exciting. You know, the, the work that we're doing to integrate both existing and new mental health resources into pretty much everything that we're doing here at Nazareth. Um, and how exciting that we've been chosen for this federal grant program. Um, this is an incredible accomplishment and I'm so thrilled. I, I'm just so honored by your uh, leadership and being proactive in seeking this funding, uh, but how wonderful to have been selected for it. So I think we call the, the grant SAMHSA, and so the acronym is S-A-M-H-S-A. -S -S and and uh, you could tell us a little bit more about that, if you will, John. Um, yes. Tell us what the grant's all about. Uh, how did we seek it and how did we achieve it? Okay, yes. Um, so I think, you know, at the heart of the grant and at the heart of what we're going to talk about a little bit later, the, the Wellbeing Collective, is the notion that... Um, that mental health isn't just a health and counseling issue, that it's a campus-wide issue. Um, and so that it doesn't just stay with health and counseling, you know, similar to what you and Kim were talking about earlier, is that we see it all across campus. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to train everyone that's on campus on how to support students' mental health. And what we call people, what, what we call it is gatekeeper training. So what gatekeepers are, are people that are in a position to notice someone that might be struggling. So whether it be coaches, whether it be professors or staff, we want to arm them with the skills necessary to recognize um, that a student's in struggling and then how to refer them. So a lot of what this grant is doing is helping us to prepare the college um, to be ready to, to support students that are struggling. So basically to make it, it make it a culture of well-being. So it's all it's embedded throughout the whole campus. Um, and so where the grant comes in is, you're right, it's SAMHSA. And so what SAMHSA stands for is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And what SAMHSA, they are, so they are mainly um, substance abuse. Um, and what this grant is, is it's a suicide prevention grant, as well as a substance abuse grant. So what they, what they, their notion was, what their idea was, 
substance abuse, um, good substance abuse prevention is good suicide prevention. So they want to make sure that we're covered on all fronts, substance abuse, mental health, and, and suicide. And so some of the key takeaways of the grant is they want colleges to colleges and universities to enhance mental health services for all college students, to prevent and reduce suicide and substance abuse behaviors, to promote help-seeking behaviors, and improve the identification and treatment of at-risk students so they can complete their studies. So in a, you know, in a nutshell, what they want to do is make sure that colleges and campuses are ready to support students that may be struggling. Um, so that's what it's at the heart of the grant is how we got the grant. Um, Kim had approached me um, and let me know that she had talked with our grant specialist at the, at the time, Jess Salenz, um, and said this would be a great grant for us to apply for. Uh, and we agreed and we worked on it and I worked with the health and counseling staff, um, and Kim and Jessica Slens. And after, um, weekends, many weekends of putting <laughs> this together, <laughs> many nights of putting this together all during, um, what, what was it? April Kim. So spring fest, uh, midnight breakfast, relaxation night, all of our key events, uh, right at the same time, we're putting this grant together. Uh, we did all the hard work. We applied for it. And we received word that we didn't get it. <laughs> so we didn't get it on our first go around. Um, so what they did the second go around is they opened it up to, um, they reopened it. And they said, if you scored high, we're going to relook at your application. And we scored very, very high. And so the, on the second round, they looked at us and, other, and a few other schools. Um, I forget the number. I think it was 22, something like 22 other schools. Um, and we had got it on the second round. Um, so we finally got it, um, after all of that and, um, we're all elated because it is, it's gonna, it's gonna enhance what we're doing. Um, and we're, we'll talk a little bit later about, you know, where it's, what else it's going to help. Um, so I think, you know, how it is going to help us, you know, deliver more robust mental health services, one of the main staples, one of the, the main things that we're getting from this is something that Kim and I have been talking about um, for years, and it's it's called the JED Foundation. Um, and we are now officially going to be a JED campus. And as far as mental health on college campuses and universities, that is the that's the staple. That is the main thing that you want to have as your college to help, help support students. So the JED campus, what that means is they are going to spend four years with us. We're bringing in the experts that this is their field. They're going to spend four, four years with us and help us um, with our framework and our strategic planning. And they're going to help and, and do it with the data. They're going to send out, help us send out surveys and look at the data and basically help us develop, you know, a very, very strong um, preventative mental health um, across campus um, service. So that's the number one thing that we're, we're able to bring in with this. We named the grant the MAC Initiative, and that stands for Mental Health Awareness Across Campus. Great. So that, that's what we're doing here. Um, so Jed being the one, one big thing of that, another giant thing with this is we're now able to hire an alcohol and other drugs um, and suicide prevention coordinator. So someone that that is their role. They're not someone that's doing seven other different roles. That is their role. Um, and they specifically focus on that. 
Um, and that is huge because we have someone that that's all they're going to spend their time on. Um, and they'll be able to be the point person for all things, um, suicide prevention and substance abuse, um, prevention. So that's another big thing that we're able to get out of the grant. Um, the, another, I'll say that this last thing, there are a lot of things, but the, the, the three big ones, the last one is gatekeeper training. Mm -hmm. So suicide prevention training. Um, I run Rachel Hohenwater and myself run our QPR training stands for question, persuade and respond. Um, and that's a training that we give to faculty, staff, student leaders on how to support students that are struggling. Um, so we are now going to be able, and since we started this in May, um, the training, and we're almost, we're about almost at a hundred people trained, um, and we're only two weeks into the semester. So it's very exciting. We're going to be training more faculty, staff, and students. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful description. And uh, I think it's really exciting. All of the elements to me are, are just very exciting for, and honestly will help us advance this pretty quickly, which is exciting too, um, especially for our students as they are struggling. You know, it's it's really a hard time. I can relate to this, you know, the gatekeeper training in particular um, as a, you know, someone for whom I've been a faculty member my whole life, right? So I can really relate to um, the challenges that our faculty often face. And, you know, this really was brought home during the pandemic. I, I had many, many conversations with our faculty about um, what they were observing in our students and the deep concern that they had. And, you know, it's wonderful to be part of a community where our faculty really deeply care and staff as well. You know, it, this is a community that really genuinely cares about each individual student. And, to watch faculty really struggle with how do how do I help you know during this time and um, you know it, it you made the point earlier John and I think it's such an important point it's not that we're trying to make everyone into therapists um, we're simply trying to to prepare everyone to be in this community where we do care about one another and where we're proactive in helping to support people um, to get the the help or the the guidance that are that is needed. So I'm very excited about that initiative. And I think that um, Nazareth is such a natural place to do this. It'll be really exciting to see, uh, you know, what kinds of impacts we can have as the students are are moving forward. So I, I appreciate it very much. It's really exciting. So the I love this idea of mental health awareness across campus. Excellent. And that really does capture this integrative uh, approach that we're talking about. Um, and that, to me, is the really revolutionary piece, that this is something we share as a whole community, and we model that for our students so that they go out into the communities they go out into, and they can do that for those communities, too. Um, so, Kim, I'd love to hear about the uh, Nazareth's Wellbeing Collective. This, to me, is the sort of umbrella organization that really does pull a network together across campus Talk about that and, and why it's so important for us at this juncture. Um, sure. It's a really, really exciting time. Over the course of the last several months, there has been a group of individuals that have been working on this, and we're excited to bring this forth to our community as a way to really emphasize our desire to improve mental health on our campus by identifying shared goals, developing resources, and a framework 
that can really support some s- systemic change to holistically addressing health and well-being in our community. Um, certainly, not much of our focus has been on students. However, as we take a step back and we really look across our organization, um, the well-being collective starts to look at how do we address change and bring forth some resources for our faculty, staff, and students. And certainly this this grant that we've received is helping to frame that in addition to some of the other work that we've been doing. And so the Wellbeing Collective itself is a group of uh, interdisciplinary faculty, staff, and students from across our organization that have come together to support and implement our overall commitment to health and well-being for our community through shared resources and goals. And so really when we start to drill down and look at what we have here, the the framework itself is helping us bring together pieces that exist and also looking for natural synergies and where some of our gaps are. And so the grant is one piece of that, but certainly the work of our colleagues in health and counseling that has served um, as a resource, not only on the day-to-day for our students, but also as a support to our faculty and staff and how we work with our students is part of that overall backbone and framework as well. Um, as well as we're also a recipient of the OVW grant. And so when we think about prevention and education um, through the lens of, of that realm, that also helps inform, inform our work. And so what's been really exciting for us as John and I have been leading, um, leading this team over the last several months is that we have brought people from all areas of campus together to work on um, work on programming, messaging, setting goals, looking at data, and really coming together as a collective uh, to build a comprehensive, holistic, and equitable culture around well-being that can promote a sense of well-being and nurtures all dimensions of wellness. And so while it may be very um, comfortable for us to always be looking at physical wellness or social wellness, we know that there's eight dimensions when we look at that wellness wheel. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really brought us together to take a look at where we may have gaps in our programming and outreach and how we're able to support one another through the different entities. And so some of those things that exist on our campus in terms of outreach and work Um, we look at our student health advisory committee and they have set some goals for this year and are working on those. We have our coordinated community response team um, that is part of our OVW grant. Again, we've set some goals there and are working to deliver programs and services to to our community. We have our natural outreach and prevention education, which is directed by John, um, and he works across the campus, um, across many different areas um, to to be able to meet the needs. And much of that outreach and programming, we have used our ACH data to help inform where we're focused and where we can really set some goals to move the needle on areas that maybe we just haven't scored very well in recently. And that is where our focus is so that we're able to meet the needs of our current students and also focus on things where we've scored really well to make sure we're maintaining that level of service and outreach as well. And so 
it's really been, um, it's been fun to look at data. I know probably not a lot of people say that, um, but we've been able to really um, dive into it. Um, we've brought people to the table that maybe haven't necessarily had a voice or a space to bring some of their work forward. And it's really created some really natural synergies. And I don't know if John, I think we're really, we're just really excited and um proud of the work that we've been able to accomplish in such a short time. This really came together. Um, we started working collectively together in March, and here we are in September, and we have a plan going forward, and we will continue to meet and support um, together as the Wellbeing Collective and are certainly looking for new ways to invite others into this work now that we've established that framework. That's excellent. It's really a wonderful model. And it's very exciting. Having sat in on one of your sessions where you were looking at the American College Health data, it's very rich, you know, to be able to look at uh, in the context of a national picture, to be able to look at some of the experiences on our campus and, and gain some perspective that way. Um, it's really, it's very, very valuable. And I, I loved the really intelligent conversation that everyone was having about that. And then you also reference our work through um, the uh, Office for the Prevention of Violence Against Women. And this is a federal program that we've worked with now for a few years. And again, we're selected for grant support to be able to uh, address issues of uh, sexual assault and other um, other violation uh, on campus. And it's really wonderful to be part of a community that takes all of that so seriously and is so proactive. And I appreciate your leadership in doing that. This initiative, you know, when I think of Nazareth, I always think of community. And, uh, you know, we were founded to be of the times. We were also founded to take our work from neighbor to neighbor and to make sure that we are educating our students to be able to go out into community and help community be healthier. Um, and also uh, to partner with our area community. So certainly there are many more initiatives as part of this well-being and, and mental health initiative, including the extension of more academic programs to develop practitioners. So we already have you know, programs in art and music therapy, in social work, uh, you know, many different areas that are that are very related. Um, and there are more ways that we can help to create practitioners. And there's such a, a need for that right now all across society. So that is something that we're also taking very seriously as our responsibility, you know, in, in community to do that. Um, so more, more things to come. But right now, this is a really exciting initiative. And uh, I can see the movement and I can see the impact on, on our community. And I'm really very grateful. So before we conclude, I do want to make sure that any students listening um, have a, a clear sense of, you know, if if you um, seek help or if you know someone who may be struggling or if you feel that that you are struggling, um, I would like Kim if you could just make sure that they they have clear information about where to go for for support. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the first one I'm going to start out with is our Office of Campus Safety. That is an office that's open 24-7. And um, that is one way in which a student can get in touch with a professional and get connected to a resource right in that moment. We also have a Safe at NAS app. And so students, if you don't have that downloaded yet, I'll certainly plug that and, and encourage you to download that because it also gives you a chat feature where you can chat with one of our members of Campus, campus Safety. Um, so that's a 24-7 way to get connected. 
Um, certainly we have NAS cares. And so some of you may be familiar with that. And for those that are not, there is a form that is on our website. So if you have a concern and you're not sure who to communicate with, and it's about one of your friends, um, and certainly it's if it's not in the immediate needs help right in this moment, but you overall have a concern about someone, that is a referral in which you can submit um, some information and somebody from our NAS cares team will follow up. Uh, with the individual that you're concerned with, um, if you're concerned about their overall mental health and well-being. Um, and then certainly you you all are familiar with our wonderful health and counseling staff. And um, that is an office that's open Monday through Friday, and you can make online appointments and or walk in um, to schedule that appointment or be seen by a counselor. But I'd like to just give a little plug for our counseling groups that are starting the week of September 18th. And so you'll find those resources in the next this week at NAS, and they will be on the health and counseling website as well. And so that's a great way to get connected and to be able to seek support in a in a group or community setting as well as for students that may be looking for more training or workshops. Um, John Rigney leads a great workshop series, Anxiety Toolbox. And so I'll give him a plug right now for that. Um, it's a very popular among our students. And so certainly would encourage you to, to seek that resource. And, and again, learn some different skills that you can put in your own toolbox for, for yourself, but also be able to share those with your with your friends and network as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of great, um, ways to be engaged in this work, um, as well as learn, right, by attending trainings or workshops as well, if you're not in um, need of seeking those one-on-one -on -one supports. That's excellent. Thank you, Kim, for that great overview. And I would just add for our faculty and staff through the Employee Assistance Program, there is also uh, counseling available um, you can have get more information through HR, um, through the benefits that we offer here. Uh, but it's very important for everyone in our community to know that there is a resource for everyone. And this is a community that cares very deeply about each individual. And I know that you too are um, leaders of that all across campus. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing this wonderful information. We really look forward to seeing how this uh, expands over the, the next few years. And for everyone that is listening, I very much appreciate your time today in caring about this very important issue for our community and for our world. Thank you so much for listening.